Welcome to the On-Premise IT Podcast, the only show that dares to be both on topic or on premise, and sometimes on location or on premises. Each time we meet, we bring together a group of IT experts to discuss a single idea or premise. On today's episode, which coincides with the launch of our new Utilizing Edge podcast, yeah, we're talking about the edge. And uh, basically, the idea here is that we want to dive into the edge in reality. The edge is a real place. It's a real thing. It's really part of IT. But what really is it? Before we get into that, let's quickly meet who's on the panel today. Hi, my name's Andy Banta, a longtime storage industry person, VMware, Sun, NetApp. Uh, I believe I was invited to this podcast because I'm edgy. Hi, and I am Jim Jones. I'm a senior product infrastructure architect for 11.11 Systems, and I believe that I was invited to this because I'm far less edgy. Hi, I'm Gina Rosenthal. I'm the CEO and founder of Digital Sunshine Solutions, and I think I was invited to this podcast because Stephen likes me. <laughs> you know, you're right about that, Gina. Um, and I'm Stephen Foskett, organizer of Tech Field Day and publisher of Gestalt IT. And I ran the Edge Field Day. And I'm also the co-host of the Utilizing Tech podcast. And as I mentioned, we're focusing on Edge this season. So that launched uh, yesterday, uh, April 24th. Um, and uh, that podcast is really a deep dive into edge IT infrastructure from compute, networking, storage, management, orchestration, all sorts of edge solutions. But what I thought was, what if we talk about this topic with people who aren't deeply enmeshed in that space? You know, and, and I guess I'll kick it off here by just sort of asking you, before I say anything, before I do, you know, before we really dive in here, if I say edge, what do you think of? So just tell me, like describe the environment that is edge. And uh, Jim, why don't you go first? Yeah, so hopping in before Andy comes with the correct answer. Um, you know, from my point of view, I tend to think of edge as anytime we need any other kind of those kinds of resources close to a thing, to a widget. You know, the to me, the long, the old example is you've got the irrigation farmer that has the 3000 sensors out in his field you need to have something that sits close to that, that acts as a go-between between that and your bigger resources, what you will, whether they be in a data center or they be in, in the hyperscale or cloud. Well, my take on it isn't a whole lot different than Jim's. Uh, my, my take on it is that edge is anything from the, uh, you know, the perimeter of your data center, your central processing, all the way out to where it falls off the edge of the earth. So. I, I consider edge not just uh, the connection point between the, the computing and data center resources, but also everything that reaches right out to the edge. So like the, the, the irrigation sensors that would be, that Jim mentioned, would actually be part of the edge. So the, the edge would be from the, from the perimeter of the main network all the way out to, as I said, where you fall off the edge of the earth. I think the edge is everything y'all said plus a little more. It's infrastructure. Um, it's infrastructure, not like we've known it to be infrastructure, just like the mainframe guys didn't understand infrastructure when the new wave of um, client server came out. But this is the digital transformation. This is what we're ending up with as part of the infrastructure. Whatever workload needs to be in that place. You guys talked about fields before it drops off the edge of the earth. 
whatever is needed to run a workload to do a thing, that's the infrastructure for it is Edge. So let, let's have a quick lightning round here. Um, I want to go around. I'm going to ask you all, we're going to play Is It Edge, okay? So so let's start with um, with this thing. I think you guys have seen one of these. Uh, it's, a, it's an iPhone. Um, is it Edge? Yes, no. Come on off mute and, uh, and tell me quickly who it is, what it is. You could, re you could repurpose a phone and just put a, a Linux operating system on it, like really lightweight, and maybe you could send an application to do a thing. I think it depends on your perspective. Uh, you know, if you're a cloud provider or a service provider, it's an Edge device. If you're an end user consumer, it's just it's a, a object that's, you know, in your network. Yeah, and from my point of view, it's a little bit of column A and a little bit of column B. So it's either a client application, it's a client device, you know, much, think of like a like thin client, what we used to see before for Facebook or, you know, any other type thing we think of. But at the same time, you know, my handy dandy diabetes sensor on my arm, it's that conduit from that to actually having analytics and data that then lives somewhere else. All right. How about the thing on the other end of this, the 5G uh, uh, tower and the 5G base station? Is that edge? Uh, I, I, again, I'll go. It depends because that actually would be, again, the edge of the, the service provider, the communication network. So that that kind of meshes with what I was thinking of originally as edge. That's not part of the service provider's cloud. That is part of connectivity to the device. And uh, again, from the consumer point of view, it's it's different. That's that's just your network connection. Yeah, Andy, I mean, that really brings up a good point for me, because I kind of, you know, I'm kind of fleshing this out a little bit. And now it makes me kind of think of it. Is Edge more like a thing or a place that exists in a physical device or in a physical location? Or is it more like a place on, think of the old OSI reference model, you know, is it, is Edge one of those things that as we start thinking about monitoring and analytics, is it, is it like a layer in that part that like, you know, yeah, it may be this network device, but as we go upstream inside of that same location, inside of that same device, as it does these other types of operations, like many modern things do, does it become edgier, if you will? I'm leaning towards, well, 5G, as far as the tower, I'm leaning towards no, because 5G is a network transport system. Now, if the towers had some compute that they did there, like pre-compute for, maybe they allow stuff, I don't know what's at the bottom of those towers, but you know, maybe they had, they allow some compute there. Um, I think Edge has to be, it's, it's doing something the same as the, op, the normal operation stock and not just the ne network stack, right? So it's either collecting data and sending it, or it's um, storing data, or it's doing some pre-compute on that particular area, that physical location. I think Edge is a physical location. Uh, my, my question is, does Edge actually have to be compute? I mean, uh, if we go back to the original idea of Edge routing, Edge routing is, again, the periphery of what you're doing. And the, while the routers actually, yes, do some computing, they're they're not actually, you know, edged. They're they're not devices that actually do compute type resources, and that's exactly where I I see the five G tower. It's it's essentially a big edge router in the service providers network. 
I think that's why I'm saying it though. I don't think just the compute or just the networking or just storage itself is edge because I think that's kind of the the building blocks of getting to an edge location is having all of it. And I guess on that note too, when 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 you say edge, yeah, Andy, a lot of people, to your point, think of things like SD WAN. They think of things like um, Akamai and Cloudflare and caching at the edge. Um, and 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 again, I guess, do you guys consider those things edge? It sounds like some of you do. I would say that many of your edge use cases, as they like to get marketed today, are involved in an Intel nug. You know, that's it seems like every every advertisement I've seen for uh, Enterprise Edge, it has an, a, a, a NUC involved. I was, again, going to give the it's depends answer, because, again, it just like Jim says, uh, enterprises are using NUCs as edge devices. They're capable of doing, you know, low level compute exercises and some storage and, you know, basically store and forward if necessary. Uh, there's also people who might actually be on this podcast who have built their home, entire home data center out of Nooks. So it's, I mean, that is an entirely an application dependent uh, view of it. Um, you know, if if you just have a Nook there that's hooked up to your, uh, you know, weather station or whatever, I would consider that edge. And if you are using it to uh, do your home file services, uh, that doesn't really apply. Um, approach me as being edge. I agree. I agree with it. I think it is based on, um, on, sorry. I, I think it is based on the application, whether or not a device of the architecture itself is edge. Well, one thing I'll let you guys know is, um, you know, <laughs> this is in fact the most common uh, edge server out there. Um, basically, most uh, most edge infrastructure is built on a in a whole world of Intel NUX. Um, but 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 it, actually, what what I'm getting at with this question is that frankly, all these things are edge um, because I'm not the edge police, but also because a lot of them do have aspects uh, of what we're talking about, whether it's um, software defined networking, whether it's caching whether it's, um, as Andy brought up, the fact that you're doing um, smart networking applications that aren't necessarily compute applications, uh, whether you're doing mobile devices, uh, WebAssembly, uh, all of these things are edge as well as IoT. And, um, and I think that that's one of the more interesting aspects of this. From a, from a data center person or from a cloud person, I think what you'd find is that the technologies are, rec represent, are recognizable, but the use of those technologies is what makes it different. Yeah, I was going to say, one of the uses that I've been thinking quite a lot about here lately as someone who kind of focuses on the backup and disaster recovery world is, frankly, customers and, 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 in, and data center people don't want to care about BCDR themselves anymore. They want that thing to happen and they still want to have that on-prem copy of their backups or their replicas and things like that, but they don't want to care about it. So as a service provider, you know, one of those considerations that, you know, I tend to think about is we're looking at devices now to extend storage into, you know, somebody else's network, but that we manage and own. And so to me, that then becomes this data center thing is now an edge thing. It's, uh, to, to quote Andy over and over again, it depends.
and I don't disagree with that, although I tend to think of BCDR appliances as being part of the, the core of the data center, um, whether they whether they connect out to the cloud or not. And I, I was just hoping that Stephen had more show and tell. Well, I want to say something real quick about the backup stuff, right? So like if you are talking about something that is not just a data center type application that you're or workload that you're looking to protect with, you know, with this kind of setup, if you are running true edge things like in the field, like we talked about, or on the tower, like we talked about, you're probably going to have a different way of backing those up. And that would in itself be an edge application to protect the data that's either being gathered or worked on or whatever, if that's even something that's desired, at least, you know, there's going to be a different way of thinking about all of the things is, I guess, what I'm trying to say. Absolutely. And and I think that that's really sharp, Gina, because what you're hitting on there, I think, is what, what I learned when diving into this subject is it, it really is, like I said, it's recognizable to data center IT people. It's recognizable to cloud people, but it's different. And and you have to and you have to ask these questions. You have to ask these fundamental questions, like Gina is asking: Do we want data protection? Do we want high availability? Do we want redundant power supplies? Do we want all of these things that we have come to take for granted in the enterprise? Because you can probably have them. I'll tell you right now, just you know, cheat, cheater answer: There are amazing things, including sealed, um, temperature con controlled. Uh, rack units that you can buy and deploy like literally anywhere on the globe. And you can put any any enterprise server in there, storage, switches, whatever you want. And the thing's got its own environmentals and its own power conditioning and everything. And it just sort of freaking runs. Um, it, you can run data center applications there. Um, similarly, you know, in many cases, Edge is a whole lot of IoT mm -hmm. and a lot of little sensors and cameras and stuff. And, and that works too. Um, but it really all comes down to asking that fundamental question, which services do we need? How are we gonna deal with outages? How are we gonna deal with upgrades? How are we gonna deal with, you know, kind of rolling things out? All the same questions that we have as enterprise tech people, but uh, you have to look at them with fresh eyes. I think one thing that got me, that really struck me from um, Edgefield Day is, what do you do if somebody just flat out steals it, you know, whatever you're using to, to compute or, you know, they're small enough, they can be, all those nooks are small enough, somebody could, I could put it in a purse and walk off with it, right? And then I think about maybe another example was the Chinese spy balloon uh, edge, edge location, right? So what happens if it is, because there's a lot of um, military uses for edge technologies. So how much data do you want sitting there? And if you have to shoot it down or somebody shoots it down, how do you wipe the data really quick to make, because they were given like hints when they were talking about the spy balloon. I was like, how did they do it? What did they do? So like, if you've got sensitive information, so if, if somebody walks with the data, if it's in a very, um, you know, very sensitive security location, how do you, you got to think about what's on there and how much you keep and how long it takes to get off and what you can do to blow it up so that nobody can get to that data. Right, and this this actually plays plays into exactly one of the things that I was going to comment on, based on Stephen's comment. Um, you know, it I, I think the redundant power supplies and that type of thing is probably probably starts disqualifying things as edge. Uh, a couple things going to Gina's point, I, I think one of the key things that we should think about in terms of edge is that when if you disconnect it from the edge. 
the thing should be a brick. It, there shouldn't, it should be useless. And the other point that I was going to make to Stephen's comment was that uh, take a look at a modern car. You have hundreds of different sensors in it. If you actually lose one or two of those sensors, it will tell you that you've lost one or two of those sensors, but it will continue to run. So I think that, you know, part of the concept with edge devices sh should be that they're useful and they're collecting valuable information, but losing any one of them shouldn't be catastrophic to your business. Yeah, but Andy, from a, from a you know, the definition of a brick, <laughs> if you will, you know, there's, there's the definition of a brick where the device is actually stateless itself. You know, it's, you know, it's effectively, it, it does what it does. It then processes the data, sends it else somewhere else where, but if it powers down, it has nothing on it. Do we consider it all the way to that line or do I get to the same place by taking a modern security stance and making sure that anything that's ever even that's in flight or at rest is encrypted that, you know, that effectively, yes, it's still a brick, but it's a brick full of little ones and zeros that mean nothing to anybody. And, and that's, that's kind of what I meant that basically if you, if you have your, your core feeding key information to the edge at any given time, as soon as you disconnect it from the core in the keys are no longer valid and it's a brick in that, that it, it's like self-encrypting drives. If you don't actually have the key, there's no valuable information there. Yeah, one of the things that uh, one of the, the things that uh, Brian Chambers uh, talked about at the uh, scale computing presentation was um, so this this guy we call Nuck uh, next unit of computing. Uh, he talked about the idea of a duck, uh, disposable unit of computing, and that really fundamentally is how most edge environments consider hardware. It's not that it's um, manageable or highly available or reliable or whatever. It is disposable. It is, we deploy it, we plug it in, it works. As long as it's working, it's good. And when it's not working, it is done. And, and in, the, in many ways, this reminded me of the cloud where, you know, you, you hear about those data centers where they, you know, they let, let, let the hard drive die, let it die, let it sit. I'm not going to replace it. Um, it's not a highly available architecture. It's, good, it's a different mindset. And that's how it is here too. And I'm really glad that you guys are zooming in on the security question as well, because like Gina said, this is a real thing. A lot of this stuff is deployed in retail, in quick service restaurants, in automobiles, in uh, industrial settings where this stuff can just up and walk away overnight. And um, yeah, you got to be careful about that. Similarly, things can get plugged in. So you have to consider root of trust and you have to consider um, you know, what, what is going to be used. Um, same thing comes with, with networking and so on. You have to think about, you know, who's going to be using that network, what data is going to be on that network as well. Um, there have been high profile, uh, security breaches, uh, over edge, um, at retail, especially, uh, where people, uh, plug something into the retail, you know, ethernet jack and, and find that they can see credit card transactions or they can see, you know, the, the corporate database or something like that. So you got to keep, you got to keep that kind of security in mind too. So it's it's a whole it's a whole different world. I don't think it's a really a whole different world, right? So I think all of the principles of how to architect a thing, architect uh, an infrastructure that an application can run on, are the same. These applications are different. They're probably going to be built with containers and a container management system, and it it just is important for architecture people, infrastructure people, 
to understand what the developers are trying to build. What's that workload look like? And these are the options. If you don't want the data to stay on it, we can do ABC. If it's going to need to be a brick, we can do ABC. So it's, it's, it's important to understand the hardware available for the infrastructures, but it's also important to understand that these are still just, it's just a workload with a different type of architecture. And everything we've always learned to do, we need to take those and build on it for the edge architectures. It's not like a brand new part of piece of computing. It's just a, a step up. Thank you, Gina, because you're right that, that there are so many similarities between what's happening there and what's happening uh, remotely. So as, as Gina said, when we were at Edge Field Day, we heard a lot about Kubernetes. Uh, we heard a lot about containers and virtual machines. You know, we heard a lot about storage and, um, and, and many of the topics were very similar, but the way those things are used is so incredibly different, difficult. Um, or different. I want to see uh, Jim's head explode when I say this next sentence. So one of the things, one of the ways that people are deploying at the edge is a uh, single node Kubernetes cluster. Oh, no. I mean, I guess, actually, you know, I say that, but, but that's a valid use case. I mean, the reality of it is, is you're using it as a conduit, you know, and that's, and that's really, you know, kind of tying this all together is, you know, quote unquote, what's edge? Well, it's, you know, it's, it's that thing that you use that's kind of like the, uh, like the, 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 the stretchy thing that goes out from your data center, that the further out from your data center you get, the more secure you've got to be around the edge of it, because it's going to snap back by way of data, and then also in, in institutional controls, um, to kind of keep it a good, safe, secure thing. But when it does invariably snap, you know, when that ball at the end snaps the rubber band that's tying it back, you know, well, you know, shoot, I lost that thing, but it's not the end of the world. I, I agree with that, with Gina's point on that. And my, my take on having the single container in your edge is basically you've, you've taken Kubernetes as a deployment method without any real regard to, to using it as a clustered system. Uh, and, you know, when, when you first mentioned this, Stephen, the first thing that crossed my mind is, wow, somebody's trying as hard as they can to find an actual real use case for Kubernetes. Yeah, that's right, Andy. They're using Kubernetes because Kubernetes is just, you know, containers are great. Kubernetes is a great way to abstract, orchestrate, define, and deploy containers. And so why not use it in a way completely different from how it was intended? Um and then we'll also see crazy situations where Kubernetes is actually used to deploy um, not a single node, but a massive multi-site kind of Kubernetes configuration where you have um, devices all over the place that are all coordinated in the same cluster. So it really, it really varies. So I'm not defending this at all, but if that's the, what they use for their entire enterprise is Kubernetes, and they're also using it on whatever the home base is. Maybe that's the way they're reason that they're using it because they don't know how to deploy a different way. But I mean, you have to have some management system to deploy. I'm, they're probably using IAC where they're reusing the code and they're pulling it from a pipeline. And that's really the only way I think that some of these edge locations, um, this edge stuff can work in very far off locations that need to be updated and patched and, and given the new version of the application, whatever, um, is you have to ha run, a, in a, run the infrastructure's code in a CI CD pipeline. So 
you just push deploy and it goes to all 500 restaurants that you're sending it off to or whatever you're doing. So maybe it's just that's what they're using as their deployment method for for containers because you could just as easily use Docker or Homegrown or whatever. But that it might sound pretty bad, but maybe it's not bad if that's what they're doing. It's just they're trying to keep it all coordinated. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's what it all pulls down to is, I mean, you know, if we think about edge, we think about things, you know, like you, to your point, the, the duck, the disposable unit of, of infrastructure or, or knowledge or whatever you want, whatever acronym you want to use for it. You know, it's, it's, you want to be able to do the thing, the way that you're doing all the other things that you're doing and, and, and make it to where it's an extension of what you're doing. You know, the, what's the rationale? What's the reason why we're doing edge? We want to, we want a lower latency. We want to lower, you know, the, the, the distance between that and whatever thing, you know, and, and when you get to the end of the day, you don't want to have to do a thing, but you know, this isn't an artisanal snowflake that we then want to take care of. So absolutely. I mean, in that case, it makes absolute sense. Yeah. It, it really is like the cloud in that, um, you know, the pets versus cattle discussion. Um, you cannot have pets at the edge. You cannot have, a pet that lives in each of 1500 retail stores or uh, on a satellite around Mars. You, you know, that pet, you cannot take control you, and you cannot take care of him. You've got to have it be something even beyond cattle. And I think that that's the right, yeah, that's exactly the attitude that they're, that they're having here. Um, so given all of this, um, I, I guess, as we're kind of coming to the end here, uh, think about the creative ideas that you might have from your own background and think about the ways that, that you could think of things that might apply in this environment. So, you know, we've heard some great ones. Uh, Gina, thank you for mentioning infrastructure as code. Absolutely. That is a huge topic in edge because you have to have these things that can be zero touch, rolled out, configured, managed, maintained, you know, Jim, you know, you talked about, uh, you know, this idea of of massive scale deployment and how do you configure these things? How do you keep them up to date? You know, things like Ansible or Terraform or something like that, um, you know, sort of the next the next level. Um, you know, Andy, I know you've got this incredible background on storage. Um, you know, tell us, what do you think, what do you think could be brought from the data center or the cloud to this kind of environment? Well, I think I touched on some of it already. Yeah, the the idea that if you actually uh, are interested in security, you can use a distributed key setup and and make sure that your edge stays secure and unusable if it's not connected. Um, the the other pieces are the the idea of uh, redundancy of data, where you know in in lots of cloud environments or in lots of enterprise environments, you have the same bits of data copied all over the place. So it's never really lost if, if you uh, try to touch one place. Um, there, you know, I with lots of networking um, background as well. I mean, I see an awful lot of the way that you, if you treat these as the old style edge network devices and whatever that, or, you know, use the same concept of edge computing as you did edge networking, uh, a lot of the same analogies apply. Yeah. I mean, to that point, Andy, you know, I, I run my house here off of Meraki Go hardware and it's, 
like to it's exactly it's a brick if i unplug it it's going to do absolutely nothing it's going to be useless i plug it back in and poof you know you know the wireless works and the pipes and tubes are are advancing so thank goodness for for edge and the the wonders that it's bringing us I can think about like education things because it, I, there's all sorts of military and industrial uses that we're going to see more and more of. But um, I think it's also important that everyone knows how all of this stuff works. So some of the farm stuff, could you not bring that to an elementary school or a middle school for the, the gardens that they have and teach them more about weather because then they can actually draw from bigger services to maybe bring those down and, and do something interesting for their little garden or just, creators being able to use different things. You see the, that happening already, but I think as things get more and more genericized in this new place that we're in with computing, it becomes really important for just normal people to know how to take an old one of these and turn it into an edge device and do something really cool with it. Yeah, it is interesting to see the um, the, the creative ways that people are deploying uh, kind of low-end hardware too, and consumer-grade devices. I mean, it, in a way, it reminds me of the IoT revolution, which is was predicated on all the development that went into smartphones. Uh, if there hadn't been smartphones, there wouldn't be IoT. But since there are, um, we've got all these low-powered, uh, ubiquitous devices that we can build, and it's the same the same with this. I think a lot of a lot of uh, edge environments are using some pretty low-end consumer-grade stuff. And uh, it makes it affordable. It makes it, you know, uh, low power. It makes it, honestly, uh, I don't want to say rugged, but maybe um, uh, adaptable to adverse environments that you might find in, you know, behind your television or underneath the counter <laughs> at a store. Um, and and a lot of that stuff, I think, is 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 appearing in here as well. So, yeah, it really is an exciting topic. Um, and and it's been interesting for me to see. Um, all of these ideas and all of these familiar concepts just being used in a completely different way. So I guess to wrap up, um, let's get back to our premise quickly and we'll go around the, around the table. Um, the edge is a place. Uh, is it a place uh, or is it a concept? Um, let's, start with, uh, let's start with Gina. Is the edge a, a, a place or is the edge how you're using it? Yes. I mean, I think it is a physical place because there's infrastructure involved, but I also think that it's not just any, you know, flung out using, you know, little tiny devices thing. It actually is um, application driven and workload driven. I personally think it's more of a concept. Uh, I agree that it's a concept uh, in terms of if you're looking at it from an enterprise perspective or a uh, uh, service provider perspective, it's a place, but in general, it's a concept. Well, I guess uh, all I can say is if you're interested in the concept, if you're interested in the place, and if you're interested in learning more, uh, do tune in uh, Mondays uh, for Utilizing Edge, the fifth season of Utilizing Tech. Uh, we've got some great companies. We've got some great uh, technologies and some great folks from the Tech Field Day delegate community there joining us um, as co-hosts uh, to discuss this concept. And of course, uh, if you are with me uh, on this premise, then please do tune in, tune in again for the On-Premise IT podcast every Tuesday. So um, before we go, uh, thank you very much for, for joining us for this discussion. Thanks for weighing in and thanks for uh, using your creativity here. 
Uh, where can we continue this conversation with you, Andy? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Andy Banta. Uh, I'm participating in LinkedIn a little bit more these days, and I just started a new blog, andybanta.substack.com. Yeah, uh, it's pretty easy to find me at you know, start at coolaid.info and branch out from there to coolaid.it at anything social. And you can find me at gminx at mass.to on Mastodon, or you can follow um, us at digitalsunshinesolutions.com or also Digital Sunshine Solutions on LinkedIn. And as for me, uh, as I mentioned, you can hear me on the Utilizing uh, Tech podcast every Monday, on-premise IT on Tuesdays, and the Gestalt IT Rundown on Wednesdays. Also, uh, I'm very excited to be over there on uh, the Mastodon as well. You can find me uh, sfoskett at techfieldday.net. You can also find me uh, a lot more on LinkedIn these days as well. Thank you very much for listening. If you enjoyed the discussion, please do give us a subscription uh, in your favorite podcast application. Give us a rating. Uh, you can find this podcast as well on YouTube. Just go to YouTube slash Gestalt IT video, and we'd love to see you there. This podcast is brought to you by GestaltIT.com, your home for IT coverage from across the enterprise. For show notes uh, for this episode and for more episodes, go to gestaltit.com slash podcast. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.